This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Welcome to episode number 32. Hi everyone. Uh, Christmas is coming. Hope you've got all your Christmas shopping done. I'm going to put my hand up and say I haven't done any. You're a real Christmas Eve shopper, aren't you? Yeah, I do. Well, not quite Christmas Eve. I want to leave it till maybe the week. Or in that last week. Yeah. But I definitely don't want to be out Christmas Eve. I have done that before and it's awful. Awful. It's nasty. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, you know, if you try to force creativity, you know, if someone says like, paint a picture, it's like, oh, that's hard. Yeah. You need to be in the right state. It's the same thing. It's like, buy a present for someone you love and get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before midnight. (laughs) Jigsaw puzzle looks good. That'll do. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. That's really challenging. It's a good idea, though, to really spend a bit of time thinking about what someone might want it's i don't know in this we've got everything world that we live in it's pretty hard yeah i think um this year i'm going to do something more meaningful Ooh, like a homemade card oh no i'm not going to do that's that. crafty oh exactly to your point i think i want to do something that's not in this consumerist mindset which is like i've got to buy something for you to show that i love you you know like does it even mean that anymore does yeah, it you it's know almost do we more like actually, an obligation isn't it yeah do we do we get a gift and go, geez, this person really loves me? I don't even have that experience. No. It's more like an obligation, like you're saying. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you something. You're going to give me something. So the, I, I want for this the year, like, I want to do something. <laughs> but even they got too much. I Way think it's much. like, I want to do something that's really thoughtful. You know, I want to do things that are really thoughtful for people, like, even like write them a letter or something about, you know, what they mean to me or, and, and maybe, include something that is meaningful it doesn't have to be like a thing or a yeah. consumer thing or you wow. know what i mean i'd need to start in january for that really to be that thoughtful mm. well, we have got a whole month almost mm. yeah good point would be good to do something different actually yeah just something a little bit different and i think like you said like i i, I have everything i need i usually if someone buys me something i'm like huh, it's annoying <laughs> like I, don't, you know, you don't. I, I try to be like minimalist, you know, and now you've bought me some crap. This is going to like clutter me up when I go to travel or something. Well, just so you know, I need a few things. So yeah, what do you I'll, need? Uh, I'll do, no, I'll just let you know. I'll be like, hey, you could start Christmas a wedding register. Yeah. Like, should we do Christmas <laughs> registers? Is yeah. that a thing? No, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. Right. Mm. Yes, yes, true. Another fun is, thing is, you, is for the kids. your birthday is the 23rd of December, so oh, yeah. you're going to have, no doubt, a lunch. Yep. You usually knock off early on the 23rd, and yep. it's kind of a fun thing, I notice. You invite people to yeah. just drop in all afternoon, and they're doing their Christmas shopping, and they'll come and have a quick drink with you, and then carry on. And Yeah, it's been a tradition for quite a few years now. Yeah, about 55. <laughs> <laughs> Comes it's around just, every year. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a tradition for maybe sort of eight, eight, nine years, maybe seven or eight, whatever. Yeah, it's a goodie. Yeah. There's been some epic um, stories. Yep. When I used to drink, because I'm not drinking anymore. Oh, yeah. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> About 15 50 times. 50 times. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have a, a, a Christmas with some real organization around the food. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. You're going to organize the food. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone bored of that yet? Yeah. I'm not. I can't wait to report. I'm going to put a big photo in the group on Christmas Day of the spread oh, that we've manifested. Great idea. Thanks. And if you're around on the 23rd, come and have a drink with me. Yeah. A non-alcoholic You'd love one. that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just drop in. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Sometimes we just sit there looking at each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's coming up for you? 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I've been doing a bit of work around this approach anxiety. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. Yes, you mentioned it in the group. I noticed the other day, very brave. Yeah. It's not something you'd like to admit. No, but it's very real. Um, And as far as I know, it's pretty real for a lot of guys. Mm. It's easy to have a third party interaction or connection uh, to that, you know, either where we work or people we know or something that we go to and we meet new people and Mm. then maybe start a, start a relationship or dating through that so when you don't know anyone like me <laughs> you just uh basically to expand my dating pool i want to approach women that i'm interested in mm. not in a weird way just in a find something and that's going on and sort of put myself out there yeah so uh rather than be the scared little boy that i am and to too shy or too worried about how it looks or any of that. Just put myself out there and create some conversations with people. Excuse me. So I've been doing it with people I'm not that interested in as well to try and practice because um, I normally go blank or feel stupid or Mm. you're worried about the outcome and all that sort of stuff. Everyone's got to relate to that, don't they? Yeah. Like approaching people and not know what to say. and Yeah. But actually, I'm, I can talk to literally anybody. Yeah. So it must be something I'm really uncomfortable with because my throat is just closing up. <laughs> a lot of coughing. Yeah, a lot of coughing. There we go. Got it out. So it is um, it is uncomfortable, but I do like to extend that comfort zone a bit. And I've been doing it. I've done a few, and it's gone fine. Actually, no one's really rejected me or thought that I was mm. weird. Mm. So it's, it's, it's all over here with me. Did you tell them you're a podcaster? No, I don't want to scare them Maybe off you could straight away. In no. That's a real um, panty dropper, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? Ooh, you're a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so just, uh, so I've been working with that and I'm getting coaching on it, which is really helpful. Sure. And yeah, like I say, I've been doing a Has couple of Has the coaching approaches. been helpful for it? What, what, how do they sort of look at this? What do they encourage you to do? Um, they encourage me not to take it so seriously mm. and to be so, um, yeah, cause it's like most things we're all over here. I'm all over here. Yeah. I'm all worried. I'm all scared. Performing. I've got all the, you're trying to perform when actually there's nothing wrong with talking to people. Right. Mm. And that's the bit that's so awkward because I can literally talk to anybody about anything, mm. but when it comes to someone I'm interested in, it's like, just, yeah, the brain scrambles. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I had I did one the other day and it went really well mm-hmm. and then I just went blank and I just had I you didn't have to tell me yeah I was there you were there that's right so I, I took it as a real win because a I put myself in that position and then I was okay with the blank my coach has said if that happens next time just hang in there yeah. with that nothingness because he said something will come to to me but of course I pulled the parachute. Pull the ripcord, <laughs> and I'm out of there. See you, bye. Yeah, this is awkward. I always say in those moments too, if you don't know what to say, just say, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And because it always creates a fun conversation where they go, oh, yeah, I have that too sometimes. I hate going blank. Da, 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 da. You know, and then you sort of, that it almost can be just enough to release the pressure. Yeah. To carry on. Yeah, and I think this is a really real thing for more people than just me. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, meeting people, um, dating. Yeah. Yeah. We've got these awful apps now, which I've had a lot of fun on for years, and that's been great. Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't really work for me anymore. No. I don't. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I wonder what the next generation of dating is because I think apps are coming to their natural conclusion. Yeah, because it's the it's the you know what we call it the commoditization of dating, where it's like it mm. feels like online shopping, like we're buying a product mm. as opposed to connecting with a human. And I've had so many experiences where I, I meet someone and I'm just so attracted to them and I find them just so stimulating. And I think, fuck, I never would have swiped on you if your picture came up on an app. Wow. And so the app just kills that, you know. So it's not it doesn't really work. It's not working for a bunch of of things. Um, yeah, and like we've got to look at what's actually working. Like it can be fun. Yeah. It can be, it, you can get some longevity out of it. You can get some variety. You can do a whole lot of things, but is it working long term? If that's what well, people I think it's want. worked for lots of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there I'm are dating stories. dating someone from an app, so I can't be a hypocrite here. Oh, jeepers. But I, yeah, I think, uh, it's, I just think there's something missing with it. There's something mm. missing with it where it, the other thing that it encourages a couple of things. It's too easy, right? Yeah, Whereas it doesn't what take you're any, going through yeah. with the approach anxiety, that's yeah. actually, there's something biologically correct about that, like where it should be a bit of a challenge and it should be, you know, there should be mm. a bit of a test and you should have to overcome it and go through that. That's what's going to create, you know, the satisfaction and mm. the joy. Like mm. when you swipe and, you know, okay, it's too easy. Yeah, and, it, and the, um, the approaching that. and stuff, the, that masculine, feminine part of it as well. That's right. Because I know the woman, a lot of women have told me they enjoy being approached if it's done right. You know, it feels good. Yeah, if good. it's not weird and sleazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're losing the art. We're losing the mm. art of the the approach, you know, like, mm. you say, like you say. So, and I think there's a really, there's just something that feels really important about the approach and the scariness and the awkwardness, you know, that overcoming that and having that be a part of it. We thought we could bypass that through mm. the apps and it would all be perfect. Mm. But it sort of almost creates this thing where you haven't really earned it mm. or something like that. You know, you haven't really. Well, it's a bit cheap and nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's kind of my um, feelings around it. You are it's too easy. Nasty. I am cheap and nasty. More cheap and nasty. That's why I'm single, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing it does is I would love to know the stats of how many people go on the app when they're feeling lonely Hmm. and depressed Hmm. as opposed to when they're feeling really great about themselves and really happy and independent and, you know. Hmm. I think it really lends itself to like, okay, it's 1 a.m. on a Thursday and I'm desperately lonely. Hmm. Better go and start swiping through the apps. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it can be a real easy response to loneliness getting yeah. on the apps. Yeah, because it's the dopamine hit as well. If yeah. you're getting matches, it's like the likes on Facebook or yes. whatever. Yeah, make me feel better. Or Yeah. doesn't work for Cause me because rem- nobody matches. So I just, <laughs> I just remain <laughs> <That's> like. <sad. laughs> I remember being on um, Tinder and just the amount of people you'd match with that would just never message you. And I was like, this yeah, I've is heard that so from women. weird. Yeah. Mm. Like I would say – out of 10 matches, one would message definitely and maybe two. Right. But yeah. eight would just be just nothing. And I think this is this commoditizing, the swiping, mm. this lonely 1am, just you're not actually interested in the people. You don't actually want to have a connection with them. Mm. It's just you're in this Numbers weird, lonely, thing. swipey mm. zone. So I feel like that doesn't work. Yeah. And, it, and for me, it's more about being masculine as well and actually leading, like having the – courage to do that yeah and to 
Um, because how's, so, how's it going generally for you, your masculine energy or like becoming more in your masculine? Yeah. How's thanks. it going? It's great. It's actually going really good. And like any new thing that we're learning, I fall off mm. sometimes. And but one thing I noticed hugely is how distasteful I find my nice guy people pleasing now. Ooh, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, God, that's gross. Can you think of an example? Um, no. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I always yeah. make you always do that. Make me think of an a, I know how to instantly trigger you to go blank and yeah. ask you for an example of something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if I'm, uh, yeah, if I am doing something and I get uncomfortable, I'll go back to that pleasing thing or i'll write a text message and i'll notice that it's got this nice guy ending on it Mm. or i'll write a message so it's it's like my unfortunately it's my default setting Mm. so being more masculine personally i don't think it's about being able to dig ditches better or back my trailer better or you know drive (laughs) i can do all that like i've got that all down pat i'm Um, feminine i can back a trailer as good as anyone yeah so i don't think it's that no. traditional masculine thing it's actually getting out of my nice guy manipulative ways of getting my needs met and like always appearing to be nice which is the opposite of being direct i think mm. i being direct is too harsh for me in the past so that's what i i negate that by with these little like maybe a smiley emoji or like trying to be nice and just making sure that people like me do you think it's like if you're if you if your life if everybody likes you in your life but you're doing something wrong yeah because that too far to go well i've read that i have heard that and i get a sense of what you're talking about but i'm still too scared (laughs) you don't like that that doesn't feel good right (laughs) well it's still like geez where do i go with that what am i we do, we're learning to do that more and more in this podcast, mm. but we're still pretty clean and tidy, mm. aren't we? Or maybe I, maybe it's just me. No, no, yeah. Yeah. So it's we're pretty good at it. It's, it's, would, it's would you say no like the other thing, yeah, the other thing with um, learning to be masculine is sometimes like subverting leadership, like wriggling out of leadership. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's nuanced because it's quite easy to be a leader when it's easy. Yeah. But then when it's when there's something that you've got to trust, I've got to trust myself, I've got to be sure, it may, maybe does go against Gosh, the grain. It's got to be relationships too. Yeah. Like where it's like it's easy when it's easy. Yeah. Like there's moments in a relationship where you have to keep leading when you're a bit out to sea about where to go. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where it counts, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm practicing. That's what my coach has got me doing at the moment. Yeah. With like being in that pause, being in the silence, mm. knowing that I'm there for a reason and then just waiting and trusting that something's going to, yeah. Because being out to sea, nobody likes that. Or I don't. I think you're right, though. It is a, a God, I wish I had a good example right now. I can't think of one, but <laughs> thanks for that. But like retracting. Staying safe, um, smoothing things over, nothing to see here is kind of a default setting. Mm. So being the leader and being out there and keep pushing, keep going, Mm. if maybe I can't quite see what, but I can feel that that's the right thing to do. It's a lot easier in business because I can can rest on my experience and my knowledge Mm. and I can go, oh, yeah. That's we need to do that, mm. or I can ask. It's, yeah, hard to lead if you don't have that knowledge too. Yeah, and then um, 
you know, masculinized woman and woman getting shit done and taking care of things is an epidemic out there as well mm. because there is a lot of emasculated men out there. And I, I've got to admit that I wasn't a masculated man, man mm. in my last relationship and uh, I've attracted masculinized women because of who I've been, even though I appear kind of masculine, all right? You um, drive a truck. Yeah, I can do all those sort of things. I like fishing. <laughs> let's get let's get stereotypical. You like but, drinking. Yeah. Um, but it's the little moments. But I, yeah. yeah. I just went blank. Isn't that funny? Yeah, your cat is contagious. <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast. It's almost too much. like you asked me for an example. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Nathan. I was just going to say we were talking the other day about you know for me I'm a I'm a a, a masculinized feminine. What's the word for masculinized? Masculinized, masculinized feminine. Yeah. You know? And I was saying like, oh, so frustrating for me because it's so easy to be masculine. You just have to lead someone and you just tell them, you know, you listen to them, you be present with them and then you just lead. It's like, it's so fucking easy. Like, why do you guys find it so hard to lead? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you said that's like a common thing from like masculinized feminine woman. Um, but you said also that it's, uh, you can see how you can slide. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I would slide be able to, yeah. And I think that's why, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you've actually almost been attracted to masculinized women in some way because it's like it allows you to rest a little bit or something. I'll tell you how, I'll tell you what it is. Go on then. It's been easy because they actually approach. Yeah. They actually. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's been easier. But so that's the part where I go, I find it really easy to lead. Yeah. That part you're like, well, it's easy just to sit back and let a woman yeah. <laughs> do stuff for you. Yeah. It's way easier than having to, uncomfortably lead yeah and there's probably a lot of that out there unfortunately and i've definitely lived this where a woman will approach me with a text or a message or come up to me um and that's so much easier whereas me going out and doing the approaches that that's the masculine sure so it is what you're saying where it's it's avoiding that masculine trait of of doing the work yeah and i was talking to a uh a woman last night and she was saying, yeah, but it's so hard to be so feminine because it's like, I can do everything. I can do everything. I can. And I was like, yeah, but that has you attract emasculated men, which is the experience that she's getting. And then she, um, and I've heard this from a lot of women in the course that I'm doing that they equate femininity with helplessness or being weak weakness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I find that one really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we are capable. But I Very. think that's almost like, a, like a really a, a powerful man knows that, knows that you're capable of doing it. Yeah, they that's don't right. see you as weak. They don't no. see you as not being able to do it on your own. It's exactly they the see opposite. It as like, I want to serve you and do it for yeah. you. Yeah, biologically and instinctually. Yeah, we are designed not because you're useless. And yeah. you have no idea how to do anything. Yeah, but it's like it's a real, particularly for me as a man, being in the feminine. There's so much like. There's so much, um, you know, just cultural stuff about men and not being a pussy and, you know, like. Yeah. So, like, to actually come out and be a feminine man is really um, quite vulnerable. And so, like, I'm always, I can be easily triggered by that people thinking that I'm weak or somehow less than. Yeah, that's right. We've got an amazing example with you because you've got both, you can feel both the sides. And I use you quite a bit, as you know, Mm. to to give me. some would say. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I take advantage. That's yeah. right of you being so close to me, where I can say you can say, "Oh, that doesn't no, that doesn't feel good." Yeah, and you'll give me those sort of tips and advice around, you know, how I'm being, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, everyone should have someone like that. Biological, yeah. Yeah, because it's, you're you're not saying those things from your head. You're actually going, that doesn't feel good. Yeah, often there's a feeling of being disgusted. Yeah. That's like, I would say, is the common feeling. Like when I feel, when I feel like a a emasculated man, it's like, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Really interesting. I'm listening to this um, audio book at the moment. It's a biography of an actress, woman that I love. And she's in her 80s. And she's talking about, at the start of the biography, about, you know, her parents, just as you do in a biography, how she grew up and her parents. And she was saying how her mum was very strong and powerful and she was she owned a bunch of rental properties and she was the landlord and her dad was a doctor, but he was very shy and quiet. And um, she said that uh, whenever there would be conflict, he would always say, oh, he would always say to us, her mum oh you you deal with it you deal oh, with him yeah yeah and she said in the book she was like oh i was always so disgusted at him mm. that he wouldn't stand up and and that he would let mum take on all of that stuff i was mm. so disgusted and angry at him and i was like yes this mm. is and she's talking about 1940s yeah he was emasculated that's right yeah yeah but i i really got the sense i was like i know that feeling mm. i know the feeling like mm. there's that feminine like when a man is subverting his leadership we're really disgusted by that yeah instinctively like you know it's disappointing to the core can any woman out there relate to that yeah possibly eh? and we do it to ourselves unfortunately that's the bad news guys is actually we can because i hear it a lot from men it's kind of there's an insinuation that it's being done to us but it's actually the subverting of our leadership like you say Mm. it's easier we keep the peace um it's handy actually because you've got someone that's like leading mm. in quote marks. Um, my my male clients that I talk about, they um, the biggest insight that they've got from listening to this podcast is how you know when the feminine does like the shit testing or yeah, and and how once you understand what that is, it's like night and day. Yeah, it's such a transformative moment. I had this experience with my boyfriend where we were he was doing something that was annoying me at dinner on Saturday night, and I was telling him i was annoyed and he was laughing at me and kind of doing it more yeah and i was like oh it was really getting to me but deep down i loved it i loved that he wasn't wavering strength i love that he was being himself i love that he was kind of teasing me but what if you just had a video of the two of us you would look at it and you'd go geez nathan's really pissed off here mm. he's really his boyfriend's really doing something wrong why is he keeping on going like that but yeah. in my body i felt great yeah. I felt great that he was standing up, that I couldn't sway him. I couldn't get him to change his behavior. Yeah. If he had, uh, disgusted. I would have been disgusted and deep down I would have been like, eh. Yeah. And do you think um, there's a likelihood to use more manipulation when you when you are disgusted? You know, when you can see that. Well, you, I, the, the, you know, the, the, the part that I'm finding really, 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 really hard is when he's not leading not saying you're not fucking leading <laughs> yeah and being responsible for my feelings yeah so telling your man that you're disgusted in him for not leading is not no the way forward well it's not feminine <laughs> it's not feminine yeah what have you learned but it's to also do? it's very um disrespectful and it's very yeah it's going to shut him down so if you want your man to lead don't 
sit there telling him all the things he's doing wrong, that's going to be the quickest way to shut down his leadership. Well, that's leading. That's right. Yeah. But it's, um, um, yep, being in my feelings, you know, so I'm disgusted and, you know, like I'm thinking of all the things he's doing wrong in my head. But if I drop into my body, I might be feeling um, unsafe, annoyed, sad. Um, yeah. We've talked about this, not using ED words, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about the ED words. That doesn't make sense to me. When they've got blame energy. So, yeah, that's so what would simple, be one? Um, disrespected because it's a... Uh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. So but only yeah. when they've got blame energy. Yeah, when they've got blame energy. Well, it's the same thing. It's just don't blame, you know, be, be in, mm. your, in your feelings. Responsible. Yeah. yeah, and as soon as I drop into my feelings, because oftentimes if he's doing something that's not leading what my head is saying is like or well, i'm pissed off that you're not leading but what i'm actually feeling is like oh i'm a bit scared that you're not the right man for me yeah and that i'm going to end up alone again mm. Mm. boy that's good you know mm. and the thing i notice is um he's really good at holding space mm. really natural at that mm. he's had to work on it he said but I, I didn't see the work, so it yeah. feels very natural to me. But he, and I notice whenever I share my feelings and I just share, this is what I'm feeling and this is what's happening. And he goes, yep, I get that. Thanks for sharing with me. I got it, got it, got it. I don't need to hear him. I don't need to hear anything from him. I don't yeah. need to hear any explaining, mm. justifying, arguing. Here's what I'm going to do different. And I think an old version of me would have been like, so can you. What are you going to do? You, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. But that's not it. So two things I notice is once I've shared it, I feel a million times better once wow. I've got the feelings off my chest. And that yep. almost does 90% of the job, mm. him just allowing me to sh- express that. Mm. And then him going, yep, got it. And then coming back the next time, different. Yeah, well, it's in his actions, right? He'll yeah. do, he'll, um, but I can't be attached to him changing. No. He has to f- he's either going to be inspired by what yep. I've shared or not. And yep. I, can't, I can't force him either way. Yeah, because that's where the feminine can go wrong by being attached to the outcome. And that's what we're just trying to make them change all the time, you know? Like you need to change. Yeah. Why aren't you changing? You need to be this, you need to be that, you need to change. Yeah. Well, you need to get in your feelings. Get in your feelings, see if you can inspire your man or leave. Uh, flow away with grace. Which is easier said than done, right? It's not it's not that simple, but because it might take some time. And allowing, you know, inspiring your man and allowing him to lead poorly. For a while, we've well, talked you, about that. I, I feel like you, yeah, it takes work. You and I sort of seem to like almost disagree on this a little bit, but I think it actually takes work to create this type of relationship. I think it's I can't imagine that it would just naturally <laughs> happen mm. with from the first meeting. And I think like I've set myself up for that when I imagine the type of relationship I want. I even read someone talking about what they were manifesting in their relationship in the group. And I was like, yeah, keep manifesting that, but know there's going to be some work mm. and some discomfort to get there because I know I'm not perfect and I guarantee you're not coming mm. in, mm. you know, this perfect masculine person that always leads and never says the wrong thing and always gets it right. But it's the beauty and there's a beauty in figuring it out. Again, like we were talking about, apps first approaching there's a beauty in having to overcome stuff there's a yeah. beauty of working through stuff and when you're on the same page and you get it wrong and then you tidy it up and then you notice some growth like that's yeah. actually what creates that intimacy and that trust and that that connection that both of you are trying to do your best to create something yeah that's fantastic i, I actually agree with that one 
<laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, but it's having the formula to work within. Yeah. Like, because um, past relationships for me, I've known what's wrong or I've felt that it's not right, mm. but I haven't had the formula or the understanding of how to shift this. Um, if I think of my last relationship, I could, oh, it was it was actually a bit irritating. It was quite irritating. What was? Because I could feel the subtle manipulation and um, the the masculine trait trying to get me to do things um, but I didn't know what to do with it. What would you do now? Uh, I'd call it out, probably. Yeah, I'd call out the leading. Yeah, um, right. And I'd lead her into her feelings mm. because exactly like you said, what's underneath it? The fear of this person's not the right one for me. The fear I'm going to be alone again. Um, the fear that uh, I'm always going to be stuck. Or yeah. yeah. Well, like I heard one not so long ago. Um, she was saying like a fear of that he's going to say the wrong thing at work and get fired. Wow. And I'm going to have to look after us. Wow. You know, she was not, didn't trust his communication skills. Yeah. And so she would have to inspire that in him mm. through his, through her feelings of insecurity or worry, concern, mm. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stay tuned, folks. Eventually, I'll get to try this on someone. <laughs> so, uh, may not yeah, be on this podcast. You just, just send me an email if you <laughs> want to get in touch. Yeah, if you want to reach out. No, don't reach out. That would be masculine. Would be. Yes, must, you have to master this approach. Yes. So, this just give me your path. email and I'll reach out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Leave a peach emoji. It's good in the group. A peach. <laughs> That's right. As a symbol. Oh, as like, what do you call it when you drop stuff in the forest to remember where you're going? You know, you put stuff to like breadcrumbs. Bread yeah. So yeah. Leave yeah. a peach emoji as a breadcrumb. Leave a little that trail. you're interested in Jace approaching you. Yeah. No, I'm getting better at it and more enrolled in doing it. Mm. I do, this sounds weird, but I've actually got to separate out some time to go and do it because if I just leave it to chance, it never happens. That's no, what I'm noticing. Chance ain't happening. No. So it feels a little orchestrated and a little bit. That part of that is awkward to do that. Yeah. To to set some time out and go somewhere and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm up for that. Good. Yeah, and I just want to keep um, – I just have to keep getting in my feelings. Like I – oh, it's so tempting for me to lead. And my boyfriend – you know, he will be led if yeah. I'm in strong leadership. Yeah, yeah, He'll just yeah. naturally, and it's happened twice now where he's just kind of fallen away. And so, but that's me doing that, you know, yeah. that's me doing that. So I want to really get in the zone of not, you know, practicing that feminine, being in my feelings, not being attached to outcomes and inspiring his leadership. That's a good, that's a good um, beacon for me, you know, yeah. a good reminder, like inspire his leadership. Whereas I kind of, I criticize and beat down the leadership. Yeah. That's that's my natural mistake. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Inspiring the leadership is the feminine trait. It is the feminine trait. And trying, trying to get an outcome, you know, which is basically what we've been doing our whole life, is always trying to get an outcome. It's sort of like, because the, the hard part for me with that is like, well, I want to get, I need to, I need to know where we're going. <laughs> I don't want to be just going to someone else's outcome. So that's where I always naturally go. But if you have the man that's really devoted to the woman, he understands where 
she wants to go. Absolutely. He's he's spent the time. He's very present. He knows, yeah. you know, it's not like just follow me blindly. That's this right. Is where we're or going. do whatever he wants to do. No, no. It's so nuanced around that. It is. Yep. So there you go. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I hope this was helpful. This is always fun. Always good to have a mask femme update. Yeah, I've got to go like, and do some approaches now, so I'll yeah. see you next oh, episode. Stay tuned for next episode for some <laughs> approach stories. Some examples. You can come with examples. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great few days, and we'll see you on the next episode. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 